exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. My name is Dave Harinku and I will be your host for the next hour. As always, my lovely co-host Megan sitting to my left. How's it going, Megan? It is going great. Thank you, Dave. Fantastic to hear. And after a week hiatus, Johnny P is back in the studio. Yeah, it feels good to be back, man. Great to have you back, man, especially after a fun-filled Football weekend. Absolutely. On all sides. Lions, Spartans, a lot to get to on this show. And, uh, of course, we need to start off with our Michigan State Spartans. They faced Michigan this weekend, big in-state rivalry game. And we beat them good. 34-17 was the final score. It was a fantastic game on all sides of the ball for Michigan State. Uh, they played a full game. They, they played their hearts out, and they just locked down Michigan. They made them look very human. They made, let's say, Denard Robinson look human finally yeah i had my worries about that guy i was thinking cyborg but uh (laughs) apparently he's all meat and bones he is he's a regular guy for all you out there thinking heisman heisman well you know let's wait and see we made him look human all right we got to him our defense shut him down he looked he did not look poised out there this week he looked scared he looked like he just wasn't sure of what to do He, he definitely rushed a lot of throws a lot of under thrown balls thrown behind his receivers which led to a couple of picks for us Yep. I mean, yeah, you know, we had three interceptions, uh, you know, really just a, a fantastic game defensively, more or less, which really led to our offense. I mean, our offense, don't get me wrong, was great, but our defense after that first quarter locked down. Because the first defense, I, I mean, the first quarter, I will say, uh, Michigan had the ball, and they were they were driving on us pretty good in that quarter. They had the ball, a lot of clock possession, and, uh, you know, State didn't really get too much of a chance at making them an impact in that no, first quarter. absolutely, you're right. And, and I mean, it could have been... A lot different if you know Robinson hadn't thrown a pick in the end zone, and if he hadn't overthrown a receiver yes. in a wide open play that could have been a big touchdown. And you know that's the, I'm happy you brought that play up because I think that's the play honestly that changes the game. The, the interception in the end zone, you know that stinks, but to miss a wide open round tree yeah. at that point when it's a three nothing game. Exactly, you no. need to do something. It, it really did help change the momentum and get get things going state's way. No, it did. I mean, it was fantastic. And after that, State didn't look back after the second quarter. Edwin Baker, this kid's phenomenal. We have one of the best rushing attacks in the country. Edwin Baker rushed for 147 yards, 22 carries. No one can, let's not forget Le'Veon Bell with his 78 yards. Larry Caper doing it, grinding it out tough when we're down there by the goal line. Solid 34. Uh, This team's getting it done on the ground, which allows them to get it done through the air. And that's what I love to see. Kirk Cousins, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in college football right now, does not get enough credit that he deserves. 18 for 25 in that Michigan game. Threw for almost 300 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, just absolutely efficient. Yeah. I, f- I found my uh, my credential about Cousins, by the way, that Finally. I was talking about earlier. I Good. did. It, it, the headline is actually through the Lansing State Journal, and it's uh, Cousins' first Spartan quarterback to beat U of M twice in 43 years. Awesome. So, I mean, credentials, yeah. Like, he is better than people make him out to be. He's growing up before our eyes, I feel like. Every week he just seems to be more comfortable out there, uh, smarter, 
making better decisions and better throws. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely is. He's not making the same mistakes that we have seen him make, throw across his body, bad throws when we get down towards the red zone. You know, he's getting rid of that. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's hitting his guys. He's hitting them in stride. I mean, great passes. I mean, he hit Dell where he needed to be. And, you know, like I said, that running attack, this is the fifth game out of six that the Spartans have ran for over 200 yards. They ran for 249 this week on Michigan. They just completely controlled the clock and dominated them. Yeah. You gotta give props to the offensive line for that. They were making huge holes. I mean, the big touchdowns by Baker and Bell, they weren't touched until they were, you know, several yards downfield already. Oh yeah. And, Baker yeah. wasn't touched on yeah. his run and Bell didn't the... get touched about the five. Yeah. So exactly. I mean yeah, the, the offensive line, all the credit to you guys, Foreman, Young, all you guys out there. Did a fantastic job. Absolutely fantastic. And you know, just like we saw Javon Ringer two years ago bring his offensive line with him to the press conference after the game where he ran for over two hundred yards against Notre Dame. Same deal here. Yeah. Offensive line brought in because like they say, without them, Baker, Caper, yeah. They're going to get stuffed. They're the unsung heroes for sure. They are, and I'm very happy to see this team like they usually do. They give credit where credit's deserved. And, uh, you know, they played a fantastic game. They finally, you know, I mean, they put together a whole game. Now, maybe they need to work a little down a third down efficiency. They were four for 13. Um, you know, that's something I like to see them improve. But they were two for two on fourth down, and I like that. You know, fourth and two late in the game there. They decided, let's end this. I, I like the guts for going for it, and they, they've shown that they're going to be able to do that throughout the season. Nobody's. You know, they're not going to be scared to do that against anyone. No, they will not be scared to do that. No, not against anyone at all. And, I, you know, they're just playing such sound football right now. I'm very, I'm very happy to see that the secondary is looking better than it has looked. I mean, you know, we all, that was, I think that was my question mark, you know, for this team was, you know, how good is the secondary? It had to be everybody's question mark coming into the season. But uh, they've, they've really proven that they're, they're getting a lot better. I actually uh, see that they're ninth in, or um, in the top ten in college football in interceptions with nine. That's great. They are in the top twenty-five nationally in uh, past defensive completions. Okay, and uh, also in quarterback efficiency. Yes, I mean right now, Kirk Cousins he's throwing sixty-eight point two percent completion rate through yeah. six games, okay. almost seventy percent through six games, and that's against a Wisconsin defense. That's against, listen, that's still against a Michigan team on the road. I know they don't have a great defense, but I don't care. This is the first road game for the Spartans this season, and they showed that they could meet the challenge. Yeah. And they did it handedly. They didn't just squeak this one out like they did last year in overtime, blowing a lead. You know, they won this game hands down. It wasn't a blowout, but they won it hands down. They did. They did, and you got to give a shout out to the MSU fans getting out there and supporting the team. I mean, it it was definitely a road game, but they they gave a lot of support out there. There's plenty of green and white to be seen. Oh yes, now Megan, you were actually you were in Ann Arbor as I was. Yes. And uh, what kind of uh, mood did you feel before and after the game? Oh, they did not like us at all. <laughs> they were not. They bitter. They, right. They were very bitter, bitter before the game even. And I was walking around Friday night and Saturday morning. And everyone was just yelling, go blue. I'd be like, go green. And they'd be like, oh, we don't like you. And then they'd just leave you alone. But after the game especially, um, yeah. everyone was kind of glum. Um, they were talking about in a lot of these articles I read how um, like people, Michigan fans were leaving before the game was even over. Yeah, they were leaving Yeah, basically at the end of the third quarter and we're into in the, the fourth in the start of the fourth. They just, you know, I mean, just, I mean, like I said, this game was not a blowout, okay? No. And, you know, they still, this just, this shows me just, these are Michigan fans. And I'm not trying to get on all you Wolverine fans out there, but I was in Ann Arbor this weekend, and how pompous can you be? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, like, you know, I, I met, don't get me wrong, I met some really good, really good hearted Michigan fans that just said it right. You guys beat us, 
Good job. We'll see you next year. And that's all it should be. Okay, you know, stop making excuses. Stop pretending that you guys haven't lost three in a row. Just accept it. There's a changing of the guard coming in place right now. Three times in a row now we've beat this team. That's the first time since 1965 through 67. That's nothing to sneeze at, okay? They haven't beat us in college basketball or college football in over a thousand days. Yeah. That means something. One thousand seventy-two. I think. One thousand seventy-two, and it's going to be almost. Yeah. It's almost going to be fifteen hundred the next time we play them. Yeah. Because they're not beating us at basketball yeah. this year. I mean, good <laughs> luck. Last, last time that happened was right after uh, Mike Hart, the old Michigan running back, called us uh, at U of M's little brother. Yeah, little brother. And you know what? Even in that two thousand seven game. Up. Yeah, little brothers actually older. Okay, they're older now. It's just you know, listen. I have three brothers. I know how it is. My brother, who's only fifteen, is taller than me now. Okay, I'm twenty four. Things change. And, okay, Michigan fans, I think you just got to wake up and realize that maybe Michigan State is the more, it's just the better program on both sides, football and basketball. Just accept it. That's how right? going these days. I want to throw a couple things out there real quick. Um, I was just, they gave us a number for how many people actually attended the game. 113,065. They said that's one of the biggest crowds that's ever been in Michigan Stadium before. Yep. And, um, you know, on top of it, everyone who didn't go to the game, I can only imagine how many people were actually in Ann Arbor that day. It was insane. I was there. I mean, I've never seen, I mean, I haven't been to Ann Arbor in a few years, but getting down there, it was jam-packed. It yeah. was insane. I mean, there were a million, like you said, probably half and half. Yeah. and There were a yeah, it's just a ton of fans on both sides. To, to go with your whole, uh, you know, they need to accept what happened, happened, and we beat them three years. You know, going back to Denard Robinson. Yeah. I argued with so many people about mm-hmm. him. So did I. So many people. And I'm, I would stand my ground even if we had lost. But he, we won, and he messed up. And, you know, you can't, you can't, as we were saying last week, you can't, like, focus on one person a team's a team yeah this, and this you is can't football have a one person team this yeah. is football you know if a one guy could do it then you know peyton manning and the colts would win every game because <laughs> yeah, they have peyton manning no but you know what they're three and two a quarterback can't do it on his own he right. can't do it on his own yeah, absolutely. i mean he still had 300 total yards this game oh yeah he scored two touchdowns one passing one rushing yep you know so it's not like he had a terrible game no he didn't and i mean like you know i was reading it you know basically his quote too excited. I was too excited. I got my, my emotions got the best of me. I, yeah. And that's what you saw. You saw someone who is a sophomore, who is not experienced, who is not poised like Cousins, who's been there, who's the captain of that team. Okay? Denard Robinson, he's still got some growing up to do. No. He's a fantastic quarterback. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he's going to be a lot better. He needs to work on his passing game. You know, like my friend said. You know, it's too bad you got a running back for a quarterback because, you know, that's what they have right now. No, it's it's very true. He's just not polished in the passing game. Obviously, no. missing receivers a lot, making uh, bad throws. Just bad reads, bad checkdowns, exactly. and, and that's what you see. I mean, he's throwing the ball behind guys. And what really upsets me is that I've done a lot of reading on blogs and all kinds of other just tidbits after this game, kind of getting a feel for, you know, what do Michigan fans think about this. And, you know, they're trying to not give Michigan State's defense any credit. They're saying, well, he threw picks. Well, you got to catch the ball. Okay, just because you throw a bad pass, that doesn't mean it's an automatic interception. They made the catches, and they forced him to make those tough throws, to throw it through the middle. You know, know, when he checks down to it, he's thrown to his third or fourth guy. Yeah. That's when things start. You can tell he's double pumping. He's yeah. just uneasy. Yeah, no. That's the defense's job. Yeah, That's what the they did. Give them all the credit, Michigan fans. Don't yeah. just say, you had a bad game. You had a bad game. Well, no. yeah, 
Why did he have a bad game? He was absolutely swarmed. I mean, he couldn't use his speed like he could against these other weaker, slower teams. Uh, Obviously, he's still one of the fastest guys, probably the fastest guy in the field. Yeah, definitely. But but not by quite as much as he was against, you know, your your Bowling Greens. Yeah, your Bowling Greens, your Indianas, your UMass. Okay, I just I, I just have a feeling, and this is not me getting down on Michigan. And you know, I love a Wolverine fan to call in. All right, five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. I want to get some Wolverine fans' perspective on this loss. Do you think this is going to be like last year? This team was four and zero. We, you know, Michigan State faced Michigan, and we beat them in overtime. And after that game, they only won one more game the rest of the way. The team ended five and seven. Is this is this deja vu for Michigan fans all over again? Great start when you play your non conference schedule, yep. but when you get to the meat and potatoes of it, when you're facing Iowa and Wisconsin and Ohio State on the road, and you still got I mean, no one can't look past Illinois or Northwestern. Is Absolutely this going to be the same thing? I, you know, I think it is to a degree. Not quite as bad. I still yes. think they're probably going to win maybe three more games. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, they're not going to beat these big te- teams in the Big Ten. They're not going to beat an Ohio State. They're not going to beat a Wisconsin. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're going to win next, next week. week. It's it's it might be close. It, it will be a close game. I think you know. I think Michigan kind of gets it together to a degree. You know. I think I really think the nerves were running they, wild for those yeah, Michigan. You know, are they going to bounce back and be strong and you know have a good bounce back game? They might. They might. I think they make it close, but at the same time, I just, you know, I don't like Rich Rod and what he's doing with the coaching job. I mean, what are you doing with six minutes left when you're down 17 points and you're punting the ball? You're just saying, I give up. You're conceding the game. I don't care how many points you're down. You keep playing your hearts out. Absolutely. No, it's, it's very true. I mean, I couldn't believe one. it when I saw him punt the ball there. I mean, a gift to us, a gift. But, you know, like, <laughs> no I mean, question. what are you doing out there, Rich Rod? And I know he's backtracked on that move. He said that he would have done differently. But, I'm sorry, Rich Rod. The game's yeah. over. Yeah, so you've you know, coach for a while, you should be knowing what to do in this sort of situation. Exactly. I mean, come on, Rich Rod. No, I don't like you, and this is why. Honestly, I think I'm against Michigan more these last couple of years because I can't stand your coach, and yeah. I think that's my big issue. I can't stand Rich Rodriguez, and yeah, you know, if Lloyd Carr was still coaching him, honestly, I'd like him a lot more. No, no question. I mean, Lloyd Carr is class act sort of guy. Rich Rod, he just throws out some sort of vibe out there that makes him seem a little shady, a little. He just, a he's a cheater. Self. He's a cheater. I don't like this guy. I, I think, you know, like I said, Wolverines, I think you, your team will get better once you get rid of this guy. I mean, he's putting everything he has into one guy right now, and when that guy doesn't get it done, he falls on his face. So, I mean, Megan, do you think Michigan is basically looking to do what they did last year, kind of fall apart, or do you, do you see them putting it together? At least to, at least about eight wins you know, eight and four kind of season. I I agree with Johnny. I mean, you can't just because of one loss, you can't just totally cut a team out and be like, "Yep, they they're horrible now, and they're not yes. going to win anymore." Um, there's a chance that they can turn it around. You know, they were talking. Um, I was reading a couple articles, taking their defense back to square one, starting over. And I mean, that's going to take a while to build up, probably. Um, yes. But I don't see them completely dying off and being completely, you know, just losing every game from here on out. But I do see them not doing as well as they've probably been projected to be, you know, coming into this game 5-0. and that I think that's just kind of a fluke. Yeah. Like, that's just how it ended up. The teams they were playing, you know, even we've had some good wins, but we haven't we haven't played the best of teams, you know. I agree with that. And, I mean, I think that's, that's a good point yeah, to bring up. Yeah, and I mean, but we, we pulled it out when we needed to, I think. And we 
pulled it off and we did what we needed to do when we needed to do it. And I think Michigan just kind of missed out on that opportunity. Yes. I mean, they did. I mean, you know, right now, Michigan State is ranked 13th in the AP poll. They jumped up four spots. Uh, and Michigan fell out of the AP. They actually uh, they were right on the cusp. They're uh, basically five votes shy of getting the 25th ranked place. So, uh, you know, Michigan wins next week. Of course, they'll be ranked again. Uh, beating Iowa. I mean, Iowa's ranked 15th in the nation right now. Uh, you know, solid team. They had a tough loss to Arizona earlier in the season, but it seems like any big team going over to the West Coast always struggles. It's a tough thing to do. You know, a lot of travel. And I know. When we had to do it against Cal to open our season up a few years ago, yeah, very tough. I mean, we game. played a pretty close game, but it's just a tough game. And Arizona's a good team. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I don't think Iowa's overrated at all. I, think they're, I don't think they're as good as some people were saying preseason, but I think that's a lot of teams. I think we all get pretty... Uh, pretty upbeat about how the team did last season but you know if that if that was the case then i mean i think people are saying different things about michigan state right now i mean this team was six and seven last year and i mean look what they put look what they've done i mean honestly let's keep d'antonio in the box yeah let's not? let's it's keep working. it the same all right let's not mess with what's working all right he's in the box and that's great you know, I mean, even for just a psychological, you know, I mean, he looks calm up there. The yeah. guy didn't seem worked. You know, you see him when he's on the sidelines. He looks like he's about to have a migraine half the time. Yeah, no question. When he, he looked calm and cool, collect right there up in the booth. Yeah. Just, and he was talking that, you know, you can really see a lot from up there. You yes. You a different perspective. Which exactly. Is, which is cool. You know, it's good It's good for him to have that. And he was able to get down on the field before the game, be out with the players in pregame warm-ups. And, you know, that was obviously pretty inspirational and pretty motivating for the team. Exactly. Now, moving to next week because I think I think we've talked about that enough right there we really have to look towards next week because it's a homecoming game big game here for Michigan State uh right now we are going to yeah we will be facing the Illinois Illini uh 12 p.m at Spartan Stadium next Saturday uh should be a real good game uh Illinois actually just came off beating Penn State uh on the road by uh, 20 points uh you know I think Penn State's kind of a joke yeah, uh, it's looking that way. I, mean. I think they're really overrated, really overrated. Most overrated team in the Big Ten, hands down. Yeah. And, you know, Illinois, they're not a, they're not a joke of a team. Uh, you know, right now, if you want to look at Illinois, uh, what they do is they get it done on the ground. Uh, you know, right now, they're 19th overall rushing the ball, 217 yards. But, hey, we're great at stopping the run. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And if you want to look at uh, Illinois' passing yards, they don't throw the ball. Ranked no, 114th really out of 120 teams. They're only averaging 135 passing yards per game. Just not a lot. Okay, and just to look to that, since we can stop the run so effectively, I see no reason why we should not be able to win this game. No, I think we should win it, and I think we should win it big. I mean, you know, Illinois is definitely better than they have been maybe in a couple of years past, but they're they're still not a great team. No. And they're still absolutely nowhere near our, our caliber. No, not at all. And, I mean, we're at home. We're at home. And, you know, Michigan State benefits for this. We only have four road games all season out of 12. Yeah. I, I mean, the only road games you have, and, you know, there's some tough ones. You know, the Michigan game wasn't simple. That's a tough one with the big house. At Northwestern after this next week, always a game. Circle that one because that's the one that scares me. No, uh, at Northwestern really bothers me honestly uh that's the, that seems like a trap game for michigan state iowa at iowa the next week i hope the spartans stay focused and don't yeah. look past the wildcats because they are a solid team they're not a great team they yeah. just lost to purdue this last weekend 20 to 17 but they always play us they real tough no matter what fits. no these these next three weeks are really going to define the season for michigan state between a really good season and a potentially a great season yes potentially great now right now just after six weeks, let's put all that preseason predictions and talk out the window. Right now, Megan, 
With six games left, and you see the games, Illinois, Northwestern, Iowa, Minnesota, Purdue, and Penn State, where do you see this team finishing? Are we talking Big Ten title, Rose Bowl? Are we looking at maybe a 9-3 and three, you know, New Year's Day bowl game? Ugh. I mean, that's a lot. I know it's a lot, but just like right now, just not even just picking wins or losses yeah. exactly, but where do you really see this team come the end of November? Oh um, I don't know. I've been reading articles where we're saying, people are saying Rose Bowl, I'm seeing people say, like, as of right now, not, not preseason, yes. but as of right now, um, Rose Bowl, I've seen people say Big Ten title, I've seen people say we should be ranked second in the Big Ten after Ohio State, uh-huh. like, I've seen... I mean, they're basing it all off of the Michigan weekend, though. But with me, I don't see our team going to the Rose Bowl. Don't want to be a Debbie Downer over here. Okay. I don't see us going that far, but I see us being bowl eligible. I think we are at this point. Yeah, um, we already all bowl. Yep. Yeah. Um, because of Michigan, I see us going to a bigger bowl, maybe not all the way to the Rose Bowl, though, just based on um, what we have coming up and the teams and the kind of mentality we're going to have to have for the future um, and the teams we're going to have to beat and how good they are. I mean, all right. I like it. Johnny, what do you think? You know, um, I, I don't I don't really know if we're going to make it to the Rose Bowl or not either, but I think that if we're able to beat uh, Iowa, we've got the inside track, basically, for an at-large BCS bid. Yeah. Uh, if we you know can do that and keep rolling on with wins, it doesn't really matter what Ohio State does. No. Ohio State, honestly, most likely will go undefeated. Yeah. They will most likely be playing in the championship game. And, you know, I, th- I mean, you're right. Iowa's the game to circle. I mean... Iowa, it's going to be such a tough game. It's, it's going to be a night game at Iowa, Halloween weekend. It's going to be incredibly tough. Hopefully the team is fired up to avenge the loss from last year. Yeah, that's a heartbreaker. a crucial, heartbreaking loss. Yeah, last-second loss. And, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I can see the potential for the Rose Bowl. I can see the possibility. I won't get on that bandwagon just yet. Uh, there's still too many games left. Talk to me after you know we, the next three games, and mm-hmm. then we'll really see. Because with Minnesota, Purdue, Penn State, if you can get through these next three weeks, then like you said, Johnny, I see no reason why they're yeah they are in the driver's seat, and you don't lose to Minnesota, Purdue, and even at Penn State if you're playing for the Rose Bowl at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's no reason not to think that this team's got potential to be very special this year, very great. Yes, they have something that they haven't had in a long time, and you know, just some solid wins. I mean, right now, you know, they're only giving up. 26, I mean, 18 points a game. Yeah. And, I mean, that's 26th in the nation. You know, the defense is getting it done, and we're scoring a lot. 35.8 points a game, 22nd right now in the country. And that's fantastic. I mean, you know, I look at these. I mean, that's beautiful. I mean, just to see them keep it up like this, I hope so. I see no reason next weekend they don't win this game. Yeah. Yep. All, all, I think all the question marks that we were talking about coming into the season have been answered to a pretty good degree, you know, with the, yes. the pass defense, with Cousins. They've all, you know, with uh, you know, replacing Swenson at kicker, even Conroy. Yeah, Conroy's fantastic. He hasn't missed yet. They've, yeah. they've improved on what they've needed to. They have, and what they've done the is weeks. they've become a running team. Yeah. Exactly. And That's they're, what they're you even need. working on their passing where they have over 530 yards against Michigan against like 310 or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had almost, uh, yeah, uh, just a little, just about 300 yards passing in this game yeah, against uh, Michigan. 287, yeah. yeah. So just about 300. And like I said, I mean, you, when you can run the ball, I mean, Michigan was on their heels. They didn't want to see another 61-yard Edwin Baker run. So when you get them scared with the big play capability of your running backs, it opens up the pass game completely, and you see Dell wide open. You get your one-on-one matchups. And that's when a guy can take over. I gotta, I gotta um, give some props to Keyshawn Martin. He didn't, you know, have a lot of huge plays, but he got in there, had um, six catches for 69 yards. 
He had a nice run for he, 15. He had that, oh, it was a great one run. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, that that one play, I, I can't specifically remember which one, but I remember when he was just, you know, he cut back and forth yeah. and he was back in the line. Cut cut back across the field. And um, just turned it on, turned the corner. Yeah, and I got to give uh, Mark Dell a, a shout on that play, too, because he, he threw a great block to allow him to cut back yeah. across the field and, and open up for a first down, a crucial first down, actually. Exactly. Now, real fast for all you uh, Spartan fans out there, so you know, Chris L. Rucker has been suspended one game by Mark D'Antonio, a uh, violation of team rules. Uh, he has not said anything else about this, what this specific incident was. I mean, it could have been anything. He could have missed the practice. He could have, who knows, he might have gotten too rowdy on Saturday night out in Ann Arbor. He, he was uh, a short leash, no question, because he was involved in that brawl. Yep. That rather, he was suspended for the Alamo Bowl last year. He's got to, you know, get it together, Rucker, because, I mean, you had a nice pick, yeah. you know, in this game against Michigan, and, you know, you're playing a lot better. 40 tackles on the season, four yeah. pass breakups. He's really, you know, one of the, just the solid senior cornerback out there in that secondary, really kind of leading the team in that part of the Yes, yeah, I mean, he's doing a really good job, and, you know, hey, I have no problem with D'Antonio suspending a guy. You know, you can't let your players run the asylum, okay? It's Absolutely. the coach's job, mm-hmm. and I don't care if he's your best player, honestly. Yeah. You got to make a point. Make sure his head's right. You know? I mean, especially, you know, especially with a team like Michigan State, and like you've already mentioned, the you know issues that we've had with our players. You know, you need to just lay the law down and know that these guys can't get away with it. You don't need another Glenn Winston who Not gets into trouble and then he gets brought back and then does something even worse, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. You you yeah. can't have that. Nip that sort of stuff in the bud. Yeah. Right away, let Rucker know that you know it's a privilege to play here. This is not the NFL, all right. Yeah, and it's absolutely. still a privilege to play in the NFL. Right. But the point is, you're not getting paid. You know, you do your job. Yeah. I want to give us something cool to celebrate about over here, though. What? To, to kind of move away from the. the I know that that was a little that was a little downer part, but hey. Oh, I don't want to end with this. Um, Trenton Robinson. He is the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. And on that note, I want to say I think Michigan State's had at least one player, a Big Ten, like, award every single week. It really seems like that. I think they have. They've had a lot. They I, I, would, I would go out on that limb and yeah. say that. Freshman sure of the Week have. a couple of times. Uh, you know, obviously, Greg, Greg Jones. Special teams player of the yep. week. Le'Veon Bell in there a couple times. Yeah. Expression Player of the Week. Just, we've had some great players. Teams getting it done. They're now, playing well together. I will say, State's not a great team. They're not a great team. They are a really good team. Yeah. Okay. They are not a great team yet. Okay. They still have to prove that. I mean, you're six and zero, and it's you know we've had two two really good wins. Wisconsin and Michigan are your good wins. There's still there's still more to do. If you're going to earn any respect here, you need to be ten and two, eleven and one, twelve and zero at the end of the season. No question. Nine and three is not. That's not. That won't get it done. No. Nine and three to me, you know, it's it, to me it's almost a failure yeah. with six games left. If you go nine and three, you need to you know you need to make let the nation know because let's be honest, we have an easy schedule this year, and if you if you can't go ten and two, eleven and one in a year when you don't face Ohio State in a year when you play eight games at home and only four on the road, I mean come on, you need to do better than that. I'm not getting down to Michigan State. I'm saying they still need to keep proving it to me week after week before I can say the word great. They've they've done everything they need to do so far. So far, yes. It's just too early to tell. Exactly. We have half a season left, all right? I mean, this team, I mean, like I've said, they have the potential to be fantastic this year. I mean, can you imagine a 12-0 Ohio State, 12-0 Michigan State? Oh, gosh. I mean, that would be bananas. That would make my life. (laughs) It would be insane. I mean, and, you know, it's possible. It It, It is possible. It's not beyond, you know, reason now to say that that doesn't happen. But at the same time, like I said, you take it week to week. You know, I never like to get too high or too low after a loss or a win. You know, you just like to kind of keep it in, you know, keep it in check. Just, you know, realize that, you know, these teams have a lot more games to play. I guess, like you said, there's a lot of season, and let's just wait and see. 
But uh, we're actually going to take a quick break right here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking some Detroit Lions who had a statement win this weekend. Definitely, uh, finally, somehow, a great weekend for Detroit Lions. That's going to be fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. little baseball playoffs after that. So definitely stay tuned. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Prime where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sitter Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. Uh, A lot to get to still in this half hour. Uh, Let's get to the Detroit Lions. They played the St. Louis Rams this Sunday at Ford Field and spanked them. 44-6 was the final score. Lions obviously played the best game they've played in a long time yep what's the first thing i said when i walked in here <laughs> yeah who was the lions were the lions playing or it was like the colts that put on different jerseys or like the jets or somebody like, i didn't know what was happening but i'm not i can't complain at all the lions they got it done on both sides of the ball they look great out there they finally played 60 minutes of football and that's what I've just been waiting for. No question. 60 great minutes. 60 great minutes. I mean, defensively, offensively, uh, you know, after the first quarter, this game was 3-3. Three to three. It was very close, but after Stephen Logan breaks it for a 105-yard kickoff return. Tied a franchise record. Franchise record. And just, they ran away after that. They just locked down Bradford, and it was done. Yeah. And I, I will tell the Rams this, uh, you know, with Mark Clayton going out, that really hurt him. No question. He's their guy. That's Bradford's guy. I mean, he's there. You know, he's having a fantastic year, and for him to go out, I think really set up. You know, just it yeah. set the things going bad for the Rams. Whenever you got a, a rookie quarterback out there and you lose one of your big targets, it's hard for that guy to to be able to adjust to that sort of thing. And especially when you got a great defensive line coming in, getting pressure on you. Oh, definitely. I mean, and that's the thing. That's what this team did. Turnovers. I mean, you got Indomica Sue bear clawing that ball, just swatting it, and just Bopping tipped it, it to right himself. to himself. And, he runs it and that boy, that big boy, still chugged around yeah. the field a little bit. That He's still impressive. moving. Uh, I mean, you know, Sean Hill. I want to give all the props to Sean Hill. Finally. Uh, I've kind of been a little tough on this guy, I think, uh, in the past few weeks, but he's really put it together. 21 for 32, 227 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, just played, a, finally, like I said, a, an airless game of football, yeah, and absolutely. that's what I was waiting to see. Spread the ball around to all his receivers, 117 quarterback rating. Yeah, you fantastic. Can't, you can't ask for more. No, you can't. I mean, and even our running game, you got Javid Best getting it done, 67 yards. Not the best. He had 18 carries, but, you know, still still a threat, still the explosive threat. He is, and he's still, he's still getting hurt 
by that turf toe. It's still dra- yep. dragging him down a little bit. He looked a lot better this week, and I think you know next week he's going to be healthier and able to make those cuts better and faster. Exactly, and I think you said it best with him, uh, Aaron, with Sean Hill actually getting the ball to different guys. I mean, Burleson, Johnson, Scheffler, Best, and Pettigrew, all four receptions, all hanging around that 50 to 40-yard range. Uh, just a great job at moving the ball around. They had no idea where it was going to be going on any given play, and I think a big reason why was because the offensive line had fantastic pass protection this game. Yes, fantastic. I think we all remember Brandon Pettigrew's touchdown at the end of the second quarter. Yeah, Sean Hill had at least, it sounded like eight, 10 seconds maybe. He could have made himself a microwavable meal. He could have. And, and scarfed the thing down before. Quick little pass. easy Mac for Sean Hill. He had all day. It was insane. He didn't even move. He wasn't like scrambling. He was standing no, in the same there spot. Wasn't, there wasn't a St. Louis jersey around him, which was just absolutely amazing. No, there wasn't one. And uh, I mean, looking at the Lions overall, like I said, yeah, fantastic game. Uh, they, they played a really they played a really good game. The Lions haven't won a game this handedly since 1995 when they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. You can't say Jaguars, alright? Uh, they beat them 44 to nothing back in 1995. Yeah. And uh, I think we can all, any Lions fan, I think will remember the game three years ago when uh, we beat and stomped on the Denver Broncos 44-7. Yeah. We're going to 6-2. Six 6-2, and, two. Six and two, and then, oh, we're on cloud nine, right? Yeah, that didn't last. Yeah, 1-7 one, one the rest of the year. So, uh, <laughs> But I, I, I do think that you know the Lions, you know, like I've said, they have the pieces. They have a lot of pieces. They still need to do more. They still need to draft, uh, you know, draft good this year and, you know, continue to, you know, you know, put this puzzle together. But as you can see right now, they are doing a pretty good job. Even in their losses, you know, they're playing decent. They're playing better. This team is better than they were two years ago, and I think they can only get better. Uh, I was very, I mean, this well, this was against a Rams team. I think right. I, I, they were two and two. They're a better Rams team. They're still not a great. They're game. still not that great. And I'm just saying, we should win this game. Okay, Absolutely. this is a game at Ford Field against a subpar team. You better win this yeah. game. Now, now I'm, I'm happy to see they didn't like squeak it out and they just they just no, blew them out. Absolutely, they, took it to they them, killed them. But put it together, I mean, three of our four losses have been by less than a touchdown. Last year, all of our losses were by a touchdown or more. Yeah, we got smoked. I mean, every time at the end of the first half, the game was like probably twenty-one to three. Yeah, that's what at least it seemed like. Because we just but. we couldn't put a full game together. This is the first time in you know several years that we've been able to do that. And you know the stats didn't really necessarily look that impressive. No, if you look not, at the not offense, crazy impressive. They no, they had more yards than us, three hundred forty-one to three hundred twenty-two. They did, but with the defense was out there getting it done, giving us great field position, and we were capitalizing on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, uh, I don't know what you're doing, Spagnolio, out there uh, with your onside kick to start the game. Uh, I don't know what kind of trickery you were dreaming up the night before, but that didn't work. Uh, Not at all. I, I just I don't I don't like the call. I mean, I didn't. I, 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 didn't I just I understand you're trying to change it up, catch this team off guard, and I mean the Lions only got a field goal out of it. They didn't get seven points from this, but. I mean, who do you think you are, the Saints? They didn't have to do. You know, anything. you're coming out of halftime in the Super Bowl. You're gonna, yeah. I mean, come on, you're on the road. Don't do this on the road, okay? I, I honestly I say you do it. You do it at home with the crowd and just like you know a little more momentum behind you. Absolutely. I mean, the Lions. They were they were going to kill for this win. This was a must win for this team to get over the hump and get some confidence going. Yeah, they. I mean, they were fired up for this. They were ready to go. They look great in every facet of the game. The special teams was really a huge difference in the game. I mean, oh, definitely. Logan, you know, recovering that onside kick, and it's not like they just kicked the ball right to us. We had to recover that ball, and they did a good job of reading it, and reacting to it, and getting there. 
Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, two special team touchdowns, defensive special team touchdowns. Absolutely. And, you know, Hanson had a couple long field goals. And Hanson, you know, scored more points for us than any other line. So, I mean, I think we can always count on Hanson's, you know, foot to usually knock one in. Or two. Ageless guy. Yeah, timeless. I mean, this guy's been at the line since I was probably like five. So, (laughs) but uh, something for the Lions to work on. Again, we talked about this. Their penalties, 11 penalties for 78 yards. It's not a ton of yards, but just a lot of false starts, a lot of offsides. Especially the defensive offsides. They were jumping the gun a lot. And, you know, that defensive line wants the pressure. They know that they're the strength of that defense. So I'm not too upset about that. No, something to work on. Those are sort of penalties that they're not dumb penalties. They're just they're not bad holding. You're you're so aggressive and you're ready to go. Yeah, which is okay, but you still got to work on it. Still work on it. Um, Now, uh, Megan, did you uh, did you watch this game? Did you get were you able to catch any of it? I watched the whole thing. Nice. I did. Um, I definitely saw a lot of good things come from them. That's what when I came in, I said, "Who who was that team? Who was playing?" I was like, "Um, did did like some other team come in and play for them? Maybe some Michigan State team? I don't know." (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. Anyway, (laughs) um. But yeah, I did catch the whole thing, and looking at the statistics, it doesn't like seem as as impressive as if you watch it firsthand, you know. Because you, as you guys were saying, they beat us on a lot of things. It's just we took advantage of what they messed up on and capitalized on it, like you guys said, and took advantage of it and took it where we needed to beat them, forty four to, you know, forty four to six. six. Yeah, stomped and, on them. Exactly, and I don't even did they even score in the second half? I don't even think the Rams scored in the second half. The Rams did they, they score like one, in the second half? Like one field goal. Let so me I know see. It was three. The Lions. Uh, I mean, the Rams did not score in the second exactly. half. Exactly. I mean, they. You're, you're right. They played a whole entire game of football, and they just shut them down in the second half. Oh yeah. I mean, they shut them down. They did a great job, and uh, you know, go for this team. I mean, that was ten straight losses before this. They needed a win. They had some tough losses this season against Chicago in a game they should have won against Green Bay, like I said last week. But you know, they got a win. All right. It's yeah. one win. It's that's you know that's good. Like I said, you should win this game. I'm happy to see them do it very well. They beat the team. They should have beat. All right, but now, real fast, I want to real fast before we move on. I want to get to Calvin Johnson. Uh, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson played a phenomenal game. I don't know how he makes catches, he, like he makes. They were talking about his vertical. Yeah, his vertical is insane. Is. He gets like six five. He his vert's like uh, 43, 43, 47, like, like just like ridiculous. And uh, over guys out there. Yeah, and and, and you know, and then player. only even even in one catch where he couldn't he couldn't drag that left foot. Yeah. It was still impossible, and he was getting forced. He was getting pushed in midair out of bounds. It he still almost got the foot an down. Insane grab, and hopefully, hopefully he's, he's okay. All right. Uh, right now, uh, Jim Schwartz, uh, he was talking to the free press uh, and saying that today in a news conference, saying that he's very concerned, uh, quote unquote, about Calvin Johnson's injured right shoulder. Uh, you know, he says it's a, probably a little too early to make any determinations on whether he's going to play this next week against the New York Giants. But they are doing tests on him today, and they're saying he's no worse uh, today than he was yesterday. Which is good news. Although they did say that if the Lions had practiced today, he would not have been out there. Yes. And it's just he, he had an awkward fall on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, fell, he got rammed to the ground, and the guy fell on him. Yeah. And it's just like a double whammy. He just, exactly. You know, you get driven to the ground that hard. Hopefully he's okay. We need this guy to be healthy. Uh, Sean Hill can, just throws jump balls up to him. He'll catch it, seems like, no, no matter question. what. No question. He only has four catches, but how many catches does he create for other people because they're exactly. teaming him and triple teaming him all the time? Now, moving to next week, because, you know, we got to move past. Lions won. It's mm-hmm. great. But the Lions are facing the New York Giants. And this game is going to be at New York. Uh, it's going to be a very tough game. 
Are we going to get our first road win in three years? No. I don't think so either. No, we will not. Uh, we will Giants definitely not get looking pretty good right now. Their defensive line is sick. Sick. 11 sacks against the Bears? Yeah, 11 sacks against the Bears, and they were at Houston, and made Houston look like a joke. They yeah. beat them 34-10 to this Sunday. Uh, the Giants, they've hit another gear right now. They're playing really good football, and they're in a very they're in a heated battle right now in the NFC East. Yeah. Three out of the four teams are 3-2 and two right now. Uh, you know, they need to win. And they are, I'm, they are not going to lose to the Lions and hand us a first row win in, you know, 21 losses, straight losses, or 22, whatever it is. The number doesn't matter, honestly. It's already in the 20s. So, I mean, just looking at, you know, the rankings for the Giants, I mean, right now they're, they're first in opponents' passing yards and holding them to only 146 yards a game. They're 10th in overall holding team in rushing for teams, holding them under 100 yards rushing. And yet themselves, they are rushing 100, they're rushing 130 yards a game. And they're ninth overall in passing. They just they have a good they have a good team. They and, really do. I mean, if you want to look at the Lions, I know the Lions had a good game this week, but they're twenty seventh in the league in rushing, twenty fourth in giving up passing yards, and twenty sixth in giving up rushing yards. Yeah. And when you say those two together, twenty fourth, twenty sixth in passing and rushing on defense, that's scary. They, yeah, they're they're gonna get it handed to them this week. I really think so. But, hey, you know, what are we going to look for? I want to see, can the line hold up and, you know, keep Hill off the ground at least to a certain degree? He's going to get pressured a heck of a lot more than he was this past week. But uh, but they got to keep it under control. I don't want to see him getting blasted out there by OCU Manora or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, Justin Tuck's going to rip his head off or something. Now, uh, Megan, real fast, your prediction for this Lions game coming up. My prediction. Your prediction. Oh goodness! I don't. That was a great yep. game they played last. It uh, was last Sunday, and I obviously watched the whole thing, so I liked it. I thought it was good for them, but you know, coming up to a team that's as good as the Giants are, uh, I don't think that they they will win. Um, I don't think they'll win. They'll probably lose by a lot. <laughs> For yeah, the first I time mean, this season. I mean, I've seen way too many close games and too many games they could have won, and I don't think that this one's going to be one of those kind of games. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be like necessarily a blowout. No, I don't see the Giants. The Giants, I mean, they can put up some points, but not, not, not really. I mean, they kind of yeah. can. They put up thirty-four against Houston. That was their l- largest scoring game of the season. They're, they're more of a defense. They are more defensive. That's why I'm seeing it as a lower scoring game. Uh, you know, I'm honestly, honestly, I'm seeing around a twenty-eight seventeen Giants win. Something around there, something around like close to ten to fourteen points for a loss for the Lions. Yeah. It's not going to be a bad loss, um, but you, you know they're just they're on the road. If they were at home in this game, I mm-hmm. definitely you know would give you know if he had back to back home games here, I'd give them a lot more momentum and you know yeah. credibility for this. But on the road, how can I pick them to win a game on the road when they haven't won a game on the road in like two and a half years? Exactly. You know, three years. I can't do that. Exactly. I, I can't do. I don't care if they just blew out the Rams. Yeah. Fantastic, but you know, it's the Rams. Like you know, if you would have beat Green Bay, you know, you just got to prove more to me yeah. uh, throughout the season. Like we've said, they have such a tough schedule coming up. It's going to be brutal. Uh, at least they get a bye week after the Giants, <laughs> so they, Stafford will still be able to rest up. Hopefully, yeah. he can come back. Hopefully, sometime soon. I mean, this guy. Hopefully. I don't know if he is a porcelain doll or if he's just like how bad the shoulder injury was. Hopefully, hopefully he can. I mean, if we can get. Uh, you know Stafford back, and if uh, Johnson's healthy, we got after the bye Washington and Buffalo. Those are two winnable games. I feel like at Buffalo is definitely a winnable game. I will agree. Washington, I don't know. Washington's looking better. They really they had a good game against the Green Bay. Yeah, and They're I mean an I think up and down team though. They are up and down, and they don't they don't put a lot of points on the board. Very very call defensive it a win team right now. But I'm saying it's a winnable game. It is a winnable game without a doubt. Uh, the Jets not a winnable game. No. At Dallas, I don't care. Not a winnable game. Thanksgiving Patriots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get too much further down the season. I'm, I might but. say, I, 
uh, the the Dallas game might be a little it bit. It might be. Dallas is definitely falling apart a little bit right now. They are right now to a degree, I agree. But to a degree, I agree. That that sounds really good on the radio. <laughs> sounds excellent. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want Stafford to come back, obviously. But we don't even know how he's going to be when he comes back. No, you guys true. played a half of football. Uh, who knows? Even Sean, Sean Hill might right now might even be the guy, even if Stafford comes back for a second. I mean, who knows? Uh, see, he's a franchise quarterback. He, he's a franchise guy, but I say you're not. You know, there's no reason to rush Stafford back at this oh, point. No question. He had better be 100. One hundred. I don't want him 95. 100. Yeah. There's no reason to put this guy out there. Honestly, I'm sorry. On a losing team right yeah. now, just let him rest up. I honestly said I thought he was going to come back for the Washington game. I think that you know another two more weeks, yeah. especially with the whole bye week. You know they don't have to prepare at all. I you know I see him hopefully being back by Halloween. And, you know, that would be great. I, mean, I just want to see this guy healthy. We haven't seen enough football out of this kid Absolutely. the last two seasons. Because he's had some good football when he's been able to play. He has. He has He has played some good football. And I just want to see him develop more and actually play a full season. Or at least play the rest of the, ne- the second half of this season. Yeah. Uh, but overall, Lions lose 28-17 is my pick. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, very impressed though with the Lions. Good job. Props to you guys for finally winning a game and, you know, getting it done. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of complaining on this radio show every week yeah. about what I see from the Lions. So, you know, great, great win. Like, you know, like we were saying earlier, I didn't even have to watch the whole game. I was out doing stuff. I come back and they just put up another touchdown. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like you said, do some laundry, some dishes. Lions still winning. You know, that usually does not happen. You know, so, I mean, like I said, great win for this team. And uh, hopefully uh, next week, they get, I just want to see them put on a good show. You know, don't let these Giants, you know, blow you out. Absolutely. And, uh... Let's move on. We have 15 minutes left. Uh, I'm exhausted on football. Football all weekend. I can't watch anymore. I, actually, I can watch Monday night tonight, so I can. De- <laughs> Jets Vikings. <laughs> yeah. I could definitely bring myself to see Randy Moss and Brett Favre go at him. So, but we will move on to the baseball playoffs real fast. The uh, playoffs uh, kicked off last week, and right now we have two teams we know are uh, moving on. The Philadelphia Phillies swept the Cincinnati Reds three to zero, and the New York Yankees made the Twins look like they always do and swept them three to zero. The Twins can't seem to win a playoff game no matter what. And yeah. uh, the Yankees proved that they are the real deal as always when it comes to the postseason. Oh, absolutely. In the year of the pitcher continuing again, I mean, we've seen three complete game shutouts at least now. Um, yeah, from Hamels, so. uh, Lincecum, and Halliday, and Halliday. the uh, no hitter. That uh, just the, yeah. the year of the pitcher is definitely continuing into the playoffs. We're seeing some great performances from these guys. Yeah, well, we got a quick call, so let's get to the call. Hey, John, you're on the Spartan Sports Wrap. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. What's going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, the only thing that I can't get over after watching sports for 50 years, I, I just can't get over this uh, touchdown uh, cycle business that you have to have the ball and you have to follow the cycle. Now, the process of the catch. Is that, that's what you're complaining yeah. about? Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it just it gets to the point where it gets so dissective that it, it takes away from the game because then all of a sudden you go into review. It's like it's like going down the road and hitting a red light, and okay, we pause. Okay, the game pauses. Okay, now it's a green light. We go the next mile. You hit another red light. Okay, we pause again. I mean, <laughs> how many times do we have to pause and slow down the game? I, I just don't like it. Now, what I want to know from you is. What do you think that are, because this is probably to me one of the worst, worst uh, 
calls that I have ever heard. The Lions game against Chicago. Well, it's it, not the call, but but the rule. I, it's the rule. It's not the call. The refs. The refs. You know, they the implement, they I mean, understood the rule. Be the worst. The worst rule I have ever heard since I've been watching sports. Period. Now, my question to you is: Yes. What rule do you think that is the worst that you think in any sport? I mean, I don't care what it is, but I mean. This is my this is my worst feeling that I have about this football. But I mean, it could be baseball, it could be hockey. I don't know. But I mean, my worst feeling is this rule here. I mean, they have to change it. But I mean, there are good rules too, though. Don't get me wrong. I well, mean, of course. The three point shot in basketball. That's a, that. Well, that's not a rule, really. No, I mean, but I mean. So okay, okay, I'll answer your question right now. Okay, you, what's the worst rule right now in sports, roughly? Uh, if I had to pick something, I mean, you took the good one from me, obviously, already with this process of the catch, because that's garbage. I think we all know that's crap. Uh, but I will, I will also say, uh, not a rule, but I think college football overtime's horrible. And I know that's not a rule, but I hate how it's played. I hate that they start you on the 25 yard line. It's a joke. And, uh, yeah. it's, and yeah. that's just part of the game. And I, that's, I, I guess I hate that. Um, yeah. to, to move on because I think once you get to overtime, well, now it just becomes a game of you know field. I, I don't. Know, it's stupid. Uh, I never liked how college football did continue that. The game. Continue the game the way you started the game. Don't don't all of a sudden say okay we're going to dissect it now now because we're in overtime. No, continue the game the way it should be played. I mean, so what if it runs longer? I don't I don't care. Well, definitely, John. I do appreciate the call, but we only got ten minutes, so I'm going to have to cut you off. But uh, you uh, have a great night. Thanks for calling in. All right. All right. All right, bub. Bub. Sorry, bub, bub. That's all you got. Bub, bye. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Obviously, the process of the catch is a bad rule. Yeah, uh, I think we all know that. I think it's a, it's a terrible rule. Uh, I don't know. what. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all talked about it enough times. It seems like nowadays when they have to explain the rule, yeah. the, the broadcasters, you need a legal document to understand it. It's, it's, it's insane. It's, absolutely, it's something that I'm pretty sure they're going to be looking at in the offseason when they get to their meetings with the owners and whatnot. Yes. And, and um, hopefully they'll address it. And I mean, and I think there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can. And like I said, you know, I don't blame the rest for that game against Chicago. They call it the way the rules written. And, you know, you can't blame the rest for that. You blame the NFL, blame Roger Goodell. All right. Don't blame the refs because they just, you know, they're enforcing the rule. That's their job. And, you know, I, I, yes, the, you know, football, you know, I think it's gotten a little too dissected too, as at the same point, like, you know, we're we're replaying too much. And honestly, football is a pretty basic game to a lot of degrees. And when, you know, I've been watching football my whole life and I still don't understand things at times, that's a problem. It's really true. I mean, especially in the NFL, they are so, so much of sticklers for getting everything absolutely right and nailing everything down to a T. And, you know, sometimes the rules can get in the way of the spirit of what they're really meant to be. And that's what it comes down to. You don't want the rules just to kind of, you know, just enforce what's happening in the game. Just, I I don't know. But uh, let's move on. Like, we're talking baseball real fast. Uh, You know, playoffs going on. Exciting playoffs right now. Uh, Good race going out in the NL. The Giants face the Braves tonight. They're up 2-1 in the series. Uh, Braves are at home. Derek Lowe will be pitching against Bum Gardner. Yep. Uh, never heard Bum Gardner before, but uh, I hope I hope he's decent. I like these yeah. Giants. Um, I do actually though think the Braves will win tonight. Uh, I think they'll win tonight, but they're not going to win the series. I don't yet. think they'll win the series. I, with you know, like you said, the resting Lincecum and Lincecum will be ready for Game Five if necessary, which I think they will need to have. Yeah. But um, it's been a good series. A couple two comeback wins. Pretty exciting. Um, I enjoy the series, and uh, like you said, you're the pitcher. I love seeing great pitching. You have Halliday's just no hitter. 
which was phenomenal yeah. last week. Uh, you know, second in, you know, uh, MLB postseason history. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I love watching great pitchers pitch. It's exciting to me. I know they're not high-scoring games, but... When it's you see a pitcher lock down a team, dissecting these guys at the plate, they have no idea what's going. They just don't on. know what's Swinging happening. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it's pretty. It's and pretty. Uh, for tomorrow night, another good matchup. Got the Tampa Bay Rays facing the Texas Rangers, and that's going to be a heck of a game. Yeah. The Rangers were up two zero in the series, and the Rays went to New York, uh, went to Texas, and got two wins. Yeah, they're very impressive for the Rays. I, I don't know. Texas looks like they're kind of falling apart here, but Cliff Lee's on the mound. Cliff Lee is on the mound, and uh, that's your best chance. He is a fantastic. That's your best chance. Now, Megan, I want to ask you, have you been watching um, much of them MLB playoffs right now? A little bit? There's so many sports going on. I know it's tough. but A lot going on this past weekend. Um, oh, I, yes. I went home yesterday. Um, I don't remember who played yesterday. Yesterday? Who did play? I know the Giants played yesterday. The Giants played. The uh, Rays played. And uh, Philly closed out. Philly closed it out. Yeah. yeah. I watched points of it. I went home I went home and saw my parents. And my dad was watching it. Yeah. And so I only watched a little bit of it. It was family dinner. So there wasn't a whole bunch of watching oh, yeah. it or anything. But This is only the division series as well. Right. So I didn't really catch much of it. I'll probably start watching it more um, after they kind of weed out who's going to get Yeah, because, I mean, we'll basically know by it the latest Thursday. Right. You know, what? what our NLCS and what our ALCS is going Absolutely. to be. And, uh, you know, I know we've talked about it. Uh, you know, right now I, I do I see New York and uh, Philly facing off in the World Series. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll jump on your bandwagon, Johnny, because I know you said it first, and I agree. Philly for the World Series. They are looking great out there. Cole Hamels had an amazing game yesterday. Yeah, I don't want Philly to win the World Series. Don't get me wrong, fans. I don't want Philly to win. I'd, ra- I'd rather have the Yankees win. Uh, keep it in the AL. Keep it in the AL, man. I like we talked about we talked about this last night. I don't know why everyone hates the Yankees so much. I mean, I I, I understand it to a degree, but they got a likable team. I, they have a likable team, just not likable franchises. No, maybe not. Just because they are good and they have money, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd like the Yankees way more than the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies. Like, who do you like on the Phillies? Oh, you gotta love Jimmy Rollins. You gotta love okay. Chase Utley. Okay, Rollins, Utley. All right, there's two. Player. You're not a Ryan Howard fan. He's a big, lovable guy. Yeah, Come he's on. a big bear, big poo bear. Yeah, he, but I don't dislike Ryan Howard. All right, I like Ryan Howard. I just Philly in general. I don't know. I mean, I know the Yankees. Not the two teams that I want to pick either. No, they're the two teams that I think are going to do it. Yeah, it, pretty much. I mean, I just think that you know Philly's pitching is just so above and beyond great. Yeah, with uh, just with uh, you know Halliday, Hamels, and Oswald. I'm, I'm that, rooting for a, the San Francisco, um, uh, you know, Philadelphia. National League Championship Series because oh, yeah. be too great and fantastic I was, pitching teams yes. going up against each other. I would, I would I, my personal favorite matchup would be the Yankees and the Giants, but you know we'll see what we get. Yeah, we'll see what we get. Uh, I don't know if the Giants' offense can carry them there. Nah, nah, probably not. I know they can't really score too many runs, can they? No. They still have great pitching as well. Their three-person rotation oh, no, is very no. solid. Very solid. I mean, play, baseball playoffs are good. This is a great time of the year. And uh, real fast with five minutes left, the Red Wings kicked off their season this Friday. Uh, fantastic win against Anaheim Ducks, four to nothing. Yeah. Just, just smoked them. And a great win on a uh, great win on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Went to Chicago uh, and beat the you know defending World Cup champions three to two. Yeah, definitely Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, World Cup. <laughs> this is a different sport. <laughs> no, a couple of things I just want to point out. <laughs> Pavel Datsuk with the old Gordie Howe hat trick. For yep. those of you who don't know, that's a goal, an assist, and a fight. He fought Corey Perry of the uh, of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Datsuk fought. held his own. It's funny. saw a great quote that I read uh, when they were interviewing him after the game. They said, so how long has it been since you've been in a fight? 
15 minutes ago. That, it, <laughs> he hasn't really fought you anyone know, ever. It, that, that is awesome. It's a hilarious quote. Another, uh, another yeah, great, great job. Thing, Mike Badano getting his first goal yep. on his first shot. About five minutes into his first period as a Red Wing. And quote after the game, glad I got that monkey off my back. I don't think that monkey had time to climb up on your back. (laughs) (laughs) No, very true. I mean, uh, Red Wing's looking good. I mean, Jimmy Howard shut out in his first start of the year. And, uh, you know... You got uh, Babcock saying, you know what? I'm going to put Ozzy in for the second game because I realize, I think he realizes he kind of drained Howard a little bit last year. a few too many games. And I think he's realizing I got to work Osgood in a little bit more to make sure that he's ready in case Howard gets injured. Or just just to be, just not to be cold. You know, Ozzy had sat for like 20-some straight games. Yeah, Ozzy, I mean, come on. He's definitely won a few Stanley Cups in his time. He's not a bad goalie in his own right. No, he's not. But uh, great job, Red Wings. You're doing great. Uh, For all you Red Wings fans out there, Mike Babcock just got a four-year extension. So great to hear he's going to be in the city for a lot longer, as he should be. But with four minutes left, let's get to the interesting facts of the day. Uh, these are not sport facts, but they're not crime facts. I changed it up today. Uh, we're doing, it's uh, food and drink. It's interesting. Right. Who doesn't like food? I think That's we all do. Does Megan, do you like food? I love food. All right. Well, everyone's excited. Here we go. All right. Canola oil is actually rapeseed oil, but the name was changed in Canada for marketing reasons. I wonder why. Yeah. Buy some rapeseed. <laughs> Cook up a good meal. Uh, let's see. The cashew nuts contain oil in the shell that is very irritating to the skin. Was not aware. I don't. I don't eat a lot of nuts, so I mean, I'm not too yeah. keen on that. <laughs> cheddar cheese is the best-selling cheese in the USA. Well, that's obvious, of yeah. course. Why cheddar. American people, come on. American yeah, Americans, okay. Americans, it, it's like, has its place. It, it makes a great grilled cheese. It's very plasticky. It's I agree with that. Yeah. Cheddar is good. It's good, but it is definitely no. I love cheese. a nice, uh, sharp cheddar. A little sharp cheddar on the Ritz. <laughs> yes. This isn't a plug for Ritz, people, all right? I'm not trying to endorse them. But, okay. Chewing gum while cutting onions can help a person from producing tears. What? No kidding. I got to do That's that a lot of work. That's yeah. I'm going to have to try that out. See? At least there's one interesting one out of four yeah. so far. <laughs> Chew some gum. I haven't cut up onions in a while, so. Uh. Chili powder was invented in the 19th century in the American Southwest. Duh. Moving on. Chocolate <laughs> contains a very chocolate contains a very small amount of caffeine. A cup of decaffeinated coffee has approximately the same amount of caffeine as in 50 M&Ms. Well, that's wow. Yeah, that's kind of a cool ratio, though, if you think about it. It is pretty cool. Decaffeinated coffee. 50 M&M's. That's a lot of M&M's. I, I was yeah. going to say, I knew caffeine was in chocolate, but oh, yeah. I would have never known that, that it was equivalent to that. Yeah, really. All right. Chocolate maker Cadbury uses more than 60,000 tons of cocoa each year in the United Kingdom alone. 60,000 mm-hmm. tons. A lot of Easter bunnies. That's gross. Yeah. All right. Contrary to popular beliefs, chocolate does not cause acne. Well, that's good to know. That's I don't eat chocolate, really. I'm not, I'm not a sweets guy at all, so... But I guess good to know. I I still wonder if pop causes acting because I always heard that myth. You know, yeah. if you drink too much pop, you know, break out. And potato chips. And yeah, I guess greasy stuff greasy in general. Food. I think that's more because people touch their face after they eat potato yeah. chips. Is that, is that how you wipe your, your the grease? It's like ah, oh, <laughs> oh, a lot of oil on my face. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> corn beef got its name because this beef was preserved with pellets of salt that were the size of corn kernels, which was also referred to as corns in in parentheses of salt so that's how corn beef got its name interesting never knew that all right dandelion root can be roasted and ground as a coffee substitute so if you ever can't make it the big b coffee machine breaks go pick some dandelions that's that's disgusting 
disgusting. I'm yeah. sorry, that's really gross. No, it's absolutely... Eat a weed. It's horribly Eat disgusting. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. For all you people hitting hard times, dandelions, get it done. Know, they're all over the place. They will. But definitely tune in next week, guys. We're going to have another good show. Uh, definitely talk some more Spartans, Lions, and whatever else happens during the sports week. Who knows? Can't plan it now. Plan it later. All right? <laughs> but it's been a great show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for the call in, John. Appreciate it. Uh, my name is Dave Harinku. My name is Megan. And I'm Johnny. You guys have a great evening. This is Spartan Sports Wrap. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.